Welcome to this Black Girl Podcast. The beginning of this episode is going to be a little different, but just know that I am your host, Ola.Miss.Lola, Ola without the H. You can find me on IG as well as the lovely at the Hill Diva on IG. Um, we are joined by her as well. Um, this special episode, we do have a special guest, but I'm going to let him introduce himself. So for any of your listeners that missed the season premiere of season two, my name is Gayo. I am a widower and a recovering sex addict who hosts a podcast called Sucias Are My Favorite. And I give out life, relationship, and dating advice with a kink twist, but not in the way you might imagine. Actually, it's more of trying to get you to change the way you think in terms of your relationship and have more open and honest communication and dialogue with your partner as kinksters more often do. Um, I remember a couple of days ago or a week ago, whatever, you had a Instagram story, Lola, about, um, or just asking you questions. And I facetiously asked you, uh, what do you bring to the table? And of course, you know, you can't read tone or whatever in uh, social media, you know, or, or typed media, social media, whatever. But um, yeah, I was going to ask you, what has been your experience or, or how do you respond to whenever you hear that phrase, what do you bring to the table? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I was going to respond to that and say that usually the guys who um, who bring that question into like into the whole atmosphere is usually bringing it in, though, from a hostile energy. It's almost because like, at least I can say for myself, I can't really speak for Hildiva. She can tell me if she's experienced this, too. But it's like it most times it's the men you're not even interested in <laughs> who are pursuing you who want you to settle for them. And when you let them know, like, you know what, I'm not interested. And they make it seem like, oh, well, you think you're too good for me? Well, what do you bring to the table? That's usually when that question gets propositioned is when it's like, you're challenging if I deserve you, well, what makes you think you deserve me? It's So it has a more like hostile energy towards it. And that's why usually my answer is like, I am the table. I am the legs. I am the whole house <laughs> that the table is in. <laughs> like you, like the whole point is I am the entire house and you don't have the key to the front door. That's mm -hmm. my point. <laughs> it's funny because for me, it's like, when I think about it, I'm like, I feel like, I've only heard that really in theorizing, like people talking about a man saying, what do you bring to the table? I've just, I find that maybe I've given a lot of that male energy in my life. So like, I'll be the one telling a man, like, what do you bring to the table? Like, nah, 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 nah. And then that is also problematic with men too, right? So I find that a lot of times I'll end up with a guy who his male energy is so strong. It has to be extra strong to be with a woman like me because it's like, I'm already difficult. And then the problem with that is it, it, that's how you start fires. You know what I mean? It's never really going to mesh because if I'm not being more soft and more gentle, how is that man going to be soft and gentle with me? You know what I mean? So not to even defend man's behavior, like, cause some men are just too much, even when you start off sweet and then they wonder why, like when their butts are sharpening you, they wonder why you're so prickly at the end. But I'm talking about, you know, sometimes when you're just like, let's say you're a woman who's been through something and you just can't put up with any more bullshit. 
sometimes we can come off a little too strong, you know, and then men will take that as, okay, you don't need me or, or like they think they're so strong, they contain you kind of thing. And it just will never work out if, if it's coming from that type of angle. So similar to what you're saying, Lola, but kind of on the flip side. Yeah, no, I definitely can understand that angle of the divine femininity and wanting to appear soft because like Hildiva, like I'm definitely, well, I can be an aggressive person and I can be like very aggro, very fire sign, Aries energy, even though astrology half the time isn't real. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely that person. Um, so it is important to find somebody who has like that, who can match your energy and or exceed it so that when you do have the opportunity to scale back and be soft and be all of those, you know, fluffy things that they expect women to be, they can, you know, be that person to support you and be like, okay, that's fine. Like, I got you. Don't worry. So what I'm hearing is a lot of times when you hear that question is because males are bringing that hostility. So you're matching that energy to them in your answer and your response, which I get. I mean, if you're being facetious about it, because then you said, you know, then the, the guys or the males that deserve it, you know, then you, you you become or you are your softer self. Personally, I don't, I move differently. So normally I don't even ask the question. I don't ask, Hey, what do you bring to the table? I watch, I sit back and watch for about a year, you know, when I'm dating uh, casually or however you want to call it that, you know, when I'm dating a female, mm-hmm. we're just, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing how she acts and how she behaves and how she reacts to things throughout a year. Yeah. So that way I can get a better feel for who she is because I'm looking for that femininity for that, um, goodness and wholesomeness to, to be my other half, because I don't see us as equals, but I see us as partners because you can't do physical things that I can, and I can't do the softer things that you can. Um, and that's just biology, physiology, however you wanted to define it. So, um, train of thought. But essentially, you know, I watch for that answer for that. What do you bring to the table? I don't ask it. I watch for it. Well, okay. So my question for you, I know we've talked about deal breakers before, but the fact that you're saying you're willing to watch for a year, what would be something that would make you like dip out before that year? Because that makes me think you're willing to put up with certain things just to note like, okay, she did this. and then do your review at the end of the year and be like you can stay or you can go (laughs) three strikes she's gone (laughs) right oh yeah yeah okay so to be clear i don't date one female at a time i date more than one so normally yeah a little bit um so i'm i'm seeing like uh two to three to five different females at any given time i don't hide it but i don't lie about it and i don't brag about it either so I let them know, hey, you know, I or I yeah. don't specifically say, oh, I'm dating someone else or I'm seeing someone else. If they ask, hey, you know, are you free tonight? No, I'm busy. And if they press, no, I'm going out on a date. And if they keep, you know, pushing for it, I let them know, hey, this is how things are working. We're not monogamous. We're not this. You can bounce if you want or you can stay. Because I've had successful relationships because my first wife, her only complaint with me was that I didn't keep it in my pants. Like I was a great husband, all the stuff that we did together. Um, I planned for stuff to do things together as a family. I didn't plan, oh, I'm gonna go out with the boys or I'm gonna go to the bar and do this. Yeah, I did go hang out with some friends from time to time about once or twice a month, but I didn't make all these plans to just, you know, 
Um, I do that too. Do that, you know? So, um, in our, in our dating, so in our dating, the way I work is I'm looking for, um, my deal breakers is how they react or how they behave or how they treat others. So if they start an argument for no reason or not for no reason, I mean, something I did or said might've triggered them or upset them or bothered them. But if they react with anger or they react, you know, with, to start an argument gone, I don't even have the argument with them because I'm not going to deal with someone that can't control their emotions or behave as an adult. You know, if you get angry, you get upset, fine. You know, tell me, Hey, I need a minute. I'm bothered. Fuck off. I'm okay with that. But if you get upset and angry with me and start yelling and berating and trying to, why the fuck you did this and blah, 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 blah. Whoa, get the fuck out of here. I'm not putting up with your shit. Now, if they, yeah, you know, why am I wasting my time with you? If you're not going to behave like an adult, I'm not going to waste my time doing that. Um, so one of the bigger ones is how they behave, how how they behave, um, or how they react to things. So if they get upset and they, have a problem with me or have a problem with other things it's it's that reaction that i'm looking for another one would be how they treat others especially like during the holidays or service people waiter wait staff you know are they going to be berating them or treating them like they're less than because they don't they have a service job um also i am specifically looking for christmas and valentine's i don't celebrate valentine's day i feel that uh, Valentine's is just a commercialized thing to make you spend more money on one day out of the year when you should be showing your love throughout the year. You shouldn't just save it up and show or be extra on one day out of the year. Um, so when I tell them, Hey, I don't celebrate it. I'm not buying you shit. We're not going out to eat. We're just going to chill at home and do whatever. And they're like, Oh, haha, you know, whatever you're being funny. And when they see that I'm serious, Hey, they're not getting anything on Valentine's day. They don't get a, they don't even get a happy Valentine's day or not even a card. I don't waste my money on that. I don't, so don't, don't buy flowers because you're just going to die. I'll buy you other shit if we're in a serious relationship and we're doing things. But, um, you know, so Christmas, I'm looking for them, how they behave. Cause a lot of times your family brings out your crazy and I want to see how crazy you are if you're worth putting up with. And then Valentine's because I don't celebrate it. I usually lose a lot of the females that I'm dating right around then. So, um, I don't, um, I don't specifically wait for a year like i i would date someone in less than a year if i see the traits and behaviors that i'm looking for to compliment me to you know what her femininity that she brings to the table because i don't want to waste my time yeah. in a relationship and i also don't want to waste time not being in one because i do enjoy being in a happily committed relationship with my second wife who passed away um we were like relationship goals and the relationship envy of a lot of our friends because I knew how to lead. I knew how to communicate. I knew how to be a good partner. Um, and then it didn't help. It didn't hurt that, you know, we were both, you know, freaks in the bed. So we'd bring other females in from time to time, but we had that communication on how to deal with it, who we brought in, how we brought them in and who would be excluded. Yeah. And that's deep that you even, when you talk about having an, an envious relationship, you know, a relationship goal. Because I find that for a lot of women, that's also a big trigger too to what makes women lose hope in their relationships. Like when you're just dating someone for the sake of dating and there is no end goal, there is no, you know, you're just kind of out here 
and one person's on one page and the other person's on another page. It's like, you're not gonna, I just find that it can be a waste of time. And like in my younger days, and I feel like maybe for a, a lot of younger people, this is the case too. I just dated for the sake of feeling like I just wanted a boyfriend, you know, oh, I'm young. I, you know, everyone's got a boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend, you know, no, 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 no. And the fact that like a lot of guys would bug me, you know what I mean? Not to say, not saying like a whole bunch of guys, but what I mean is more often than not, I would not go up to guys. They would come up to me. So you just kind of take what the cat drags in. I, you know what I mean? Instead of when you're older and you're like, you know what? Like when I'm choosing a partner, I'm going to actually now stream them. I'm going to filter them. I'm going to make sure it's, you know, a purpose, a relationship with a purpose, right? So then you're not getting stressed out. You're not getting, you know, right away to see those red flags and keep it moving, right? And hopefully people are compiling their little list. You know what I mean? So not in the same way but you know what i mean like at least you're you're not you're just dating with intention to get that envy that you that relationship envy that you speak of yeah i don't know i think like for myself specifically for this relationship um one of the first things i said to him when we were on one of our first dates when we were just just small talk and making talk in general and i think he had kind of asked me like um what exactly am I looking for in like a partner, whether that's friends with benefits, a boyfriend, or whatever, whomever. All I said was just like, I'm looking for somebody to add to my peace and not cause me problems. So, and I just kind of established like, you know, I, I have a certain lifestyle. I have certain likes, dislikes, whatever. And like, I would like somebody who can kind of fit into my life without causing issues. And he was just like, you know what? I get that. That's cool. And then we just took things pretty slow and got to know each other for a few months. As we were spending more and more time with each other, we realized, okay, we really like each other. He'll even know she was getting the play-by-plays on the phone. That's the Oracle. Just... I planned that. I knew it before she did. <laughs> okay? I honestly did. I was like, girl, you guys are going to date. <laughs> and I was just I like, was like, I don't know. I don't know if you like, girls. girls. I don't know. <laughs> Like yeah, it was all I remember, time. I remember that. I was literally but, there from the beginning, from the very first from the jump. Should I go on this date? <laughs> yes. Because I was very kind of like like I was I, I was very nonchalant. I was just like, mm, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Should I? Should I not? And she was like, girl, just do it. Just whatever. So I was like, okay. And I definitely went into it with a very nonchalant um attitude, but the end goal was always the same. Like you are adding to my peace. You are not taking away from it. And that's what he's always done. And he's always done it. And he's embraced all the weirdness and quirkiness of myself and my aggro moments and my less than aggro moments. And I'm just thankful. His energy matches my energy. So I'm thankful for that. But my question to you is, are you okay with a woman being straightforward? Because I usually say, at least for myself, and I've sometimes said it to Hildiva, I don't know if she's taking my advice or not, because I'm not licensed as a professional. <laughs> um, but I've just been like, honestly, just be honest. Like, if you just want a hookup, just say that you want a hookup. Because, like, I've done that and just kind of gotten that awkwardness out of the way. So, because I'm just, I hate... I've, I'm at a point where I can see the cringiness of a guy pretending to be interested or pretending to come up with that excuse like, oh, I got work in the morning and <laughs> like, you know, somebody who told you before that they're unemployed, but all of a sudden they got work at 5 a.m. and have to go. 
I like I just I don't want I hate, <laughs> no, I I hate it. It's gross to me. So it's just like I'd rather just be like, look, you're I think you're cute. I think you're attractive. I want to get in. Let's get it done and move on. It's funny because in the context of online dating, mm-hmm. I found that you're right. Like being direct was the best thing to do because for me like that conversation would happen over message like it wasn't I'm not even showing up unless we already know what each other's intentions are you know what I mean so there's never any chance for is that your alarm you have work now (laughs) aren't you leaving like you know what I mean so there's never any opportunity for that because I have not you know like I I make sure I filter out the ones first you know what I mean it's either if it's a one-hit wonder okay we know from jump you know what I mean or if it's not you know, that's the thing. When it's not a one hit wonder, you just don't know. That's when it, girl, that's when it morphs. Cause that's what happened with homeboy. Yeah. It wasn't a one hit wonder. We actually liked each other's company and became friends first. And then right. it mutates what it is now. Right. <laughs> on its own. It's so true. It's like, it, it slowly happens. And so for you, Gaio, I was going to ask, when do you decide, okay, this is now not casual. So to answer Lola's question first, um, yeah, I'm totally fine with the female telling me that upfront that, you know, what she wants is sex and it's just going to be sex or whatever. Uh, and usually I'm also used to that being more common than <laughs> dating with the intention of dating because, um, like not to toot my own horn and for your, uh, listeners that aren't watching the video right now, I, you know, my looks, I know I'm not the best looking guy. I'm not a 10. But as far as like bad boy looks or bad boy energy or whatever you want to call it, uh, I fulfill a lot of women's fantasy in, in that sense because I just look like a straight up bad boy. You know, on, on my best day, I look like a bad boy. On the worst, I just look like a criminal. So I use that to my advantage. And uh, so I'm used to having to go from fuck boy to relationship because most females only see me as that. And so most of the time my interactions are, you know, let's just have sex and, you know, they have no issue or no problem with me seeing or being with other females because I'm the one that's laying it down. I know that, uh, statistically I'm the guy that's going to make them finish more often than the other guys. You know, most females have to fake orgasms, um, and pretend that their partner is pleasing them or in my case, I know I'm going to finish. And that's just something I learned early on because I was self-conscious or uh, had like a low self-esteem when I was first having sex I was just laying it down I was just going all in going ham you know I got fingers tongue a dick and toys that I'm gonna get you off I'm gonna finish you and you're gonna you know praise me and be digmatized I've got that Damien dick whatever you want to call it but I know go go gadget dick (laughs) go get it (laughs) I mean yeah pretty much yeah you know um and to answer your question, Hildiva, uh, it's not casual once, I mean, I am not the one that decides, okay, now it's going to be a relationship. I mean, I kind of do, but I realized, okay, the sex is good. The sex is fun. Let's see what else is there. What more can, not can I get from her, but what more can this be as far as a relationship goes? Like, is it going to be just sex is it going to be sex and having fun sex and going out you know all all the things that make a relationship great and normally it just has to be a really twisted sense of humor like that without that i know it's not going to work if you don't have a twisted sense of humor there's no sense in me even thinking or considering or trying to move forward 
to make this be a relationship because I say fucked up shit, like really fucked up shit. And I find humor in the misery of others. This question is for actually both of y'all. What are the determining factors when you're on a date with somebody? Like, let's just, let's just say you swiped right on Tinder or whatever. You guys talked about it. You're hot. I'm hot. Let's get it in. Blah, 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 blah. When you get there to get to the date, you get to the rendezvous. What, if anything, I guess maybe could be your top three factors that would turn that like one night stand or that hookup into like nothing. Like I'm leaving. Goodbye. Are we talking personality or physical or something else? Anything, anything. <laughs> what is the top three for you? Number one, if the head is bad. Like Biggie said, if the head's right, I'm there every night. But if the head's bad, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, I won't even start fucking you. Like, you you ain't earned it. Mm -hmm. The second one would be, I guess, catfishing, but <laughs> in the sense of, like, body shape. Like, I'm, I prefer an hourglass figure, whether it's a, you know, 8 to 18, but I do not want a ball. So if she's shaped like precious, then nothing's going to happen. Not precious. The third thing, I guess, it would just be, like, her attitude or her demeanor or her behavior like on the date whenever we're meeting to hook up or whatever okay. um, you know so I have had people that say or females that said oh yeah you know I want to I just want to hook up I just want to have sex mm -hmm. okay fine you know you, they just see me as a fuck toy or whatever okay. like I expect head before I go ahead and have sex with you because I know I'm going to lay it down I know I'm going to get you <gasps> oh, you're off savage. you're savage so she's got to give me head first before I even do anything with her because I have had years of experience. I've done all kinds of stuff in kink. I know that more often than not, I'm going to get her off. And I know I'm going to get off, but, you know, she doesn't have to necessarily be there. I'll think about somebody else. It doesn't fucking matter to me if it's okay. you or someone else. Okay, okay. he is making statements, okay. ladies. So no cheese. <laughs> because I got that demon dick. I know that I'm going to get her off. I've heard of demon dick before. And that's why I don't have a problem with the females that I date because they know right. they'll put up with, you know, me seeing other females. Because All right. So they're willing to be on the roster just to get a chance to play. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so what's number three? They got to be a good cook. And I don't mean like, oh, they're going to have to stay in the kitchen and, you know, be, um, you know, stepford wife or whatever. What I mean is they got to be decent enough in the kitchen and I'm no slouch I, I got some decent recipes I can cook casseroles I can cook meals I'm a good baker you know my mom was a caterer so I learned a lot of things because I had to fend for myself when I got older especially when she died when I was a kid okay. so I had to know how to cook how to clean and how to do all that stuff so she's got to be at least a good enough cook or as good of a cook as me if not better okay okay well okay. Diva your answer now. Your top three list. They're like, I bet you one of your guests is like writing all this down right now. Like, mm -mm, okay, I gotta get <laughs> yeah. get that air fryer Demon now. <laughs> Learn right? recipes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, okay, but to answer your question, Lola, um, it made me cringe funny funnily enough because it just reminded me of one of the tinder dates i went on this summer lord god Oof. and i'm telling you i never did online dating before 2021 i blame it on the pandemic i must have had covid fever must have been airborne the airborne covid that you don't cough you just go on tinder just <laughs> i don't know but something took me over and i decided to just try it out i was single i'm like you know what ready to mingle whatever and the weirdest thing ever happened okay so i went on a date 
and I felt like this person was not alone like on the date like they had brought someone Mm. along yeah yeah and like it was just so weird it was the weirdest vibe like even on my way to the date like the person I could hear them talking to someone first they're like oh I'm with my friend and then I'm just gonna drop off my friend and I swear they did not drop their friend off okay and it was just weird it was just the weirdest creepiest thing so I literally got up and left the date I'm like anyway it was just weird okay it was a very weird 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 date and I just felt like this person has something to hide it was just so creepy it was a creepy person that I had met on Tinder like okay this person was able to keep it together on the phone through text and then it was just when we met up it was really awkward and I think it was because the day of the date he had to hang out with his friend so instead of canceling the date he tried to like fuse the two in without letting me know yeah hide in the closet (laughs) yeah it was just weird (laughs) it was was literally weird okay anyway so that's it that's one of my my make or breaks is like if I don't trust the person if I feel like you're acting unusual um another walkout deal breaker for me would be um just a man who has no respect because like if you're calling me names like hey beautiful oh that fat butt oh look at this objectifying me I can't stand that I honestly like I appreciate men that like okay an hourglass figure or a woman who has a butt or whatever like or a woman who has breasts or whatever whatever you like okay it's okay to like that but it's not okay to constantly objectify women and, and to make a big deal out of it or to like slap me on the backside without permission Woo! like mm-hmm. if I'm already upset about people pointing it out touching it that's the other one <laughs> that's a breaker. like I could just whip out my own butcher knife on your ta- your backside trust me on your tail Yeah. so I don't like that and those are things that have all happened to me already and it just feels so it's just very violating for women and I feel like a lot of um men are more understanding now I feel but back in the day it was just I don't know I feel like before butts were popular people the people that liked them were a little bit too in love you know what I mean and didn't those respect boundaries that women are really making now were not there before it wasn't as vocalized so I feel like women today are now kind of getting a a lot of fruit from, um, you know, activism and feminism, and it's coming along a lot better now. At least I hope. Okay. So trust. Okay. So you have to trust the person. They have to not objectify you. That's another deal breaker. What's your, what's your third one then? No, that's no. First it was talking about it and then putting hands on. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Too touchy. Um, I guess for myself would definitely be like if you look nothing like your photos mm-hmm. um, and I mean that in the sense of like I don't know maybe plus or minus 30 pounds doesn't matter if like if you're a big guy to start with I don't care that you're big that's why maybe right. half the time I like you that way um, I love thick daddies but if you're yeah, telling like my me dough boys, I call them dough boys right like pop <laughs> come here you know so I like my man in the shape of a ball, okay? Okay. <laughs> so precious, you're good. <laughs> okay, well, at least precious is good for somebody. I don't know. For me, for me, it's like if you look like your photos, that's important to me. I just want to make sure you look like the person I'm sending, not to real realize I went on a date with a Google image search. Um 
My number two is my permanent vanity, and I've learned to embrace it, is height. If you tell me that you're six foot two and you're actually five foot eight, we're going to have a problem. That's running because... rampant on Tinder as well. Running rampant, men. Every guy on there is six three. I'm like, there's no way. Keep Lies. Playing. Lies. No, because I am a permanent five foot ten. I don't lie about my height because it will surprise men, especially if they, you know, embellish their height. They think, oh, well, she's embellishing. I'm not embellishing anything. I'm a full five foot ten, <laughs> full Megan Stallion, got a big old butt, no BBL required. So you you get what you see on dating profiles is what you get. So I'm, I'm very height conscious. If I see, if you say that you're six foot four and we go out and you're five foot ten, I'm turned off. Nothing on my body will come off anywhere at all. Um, like Hildiva said, I'm very, I don't like the objectification either. If all you can talk about is, oh, you got a big old butt. Oh, you got a big old butt. Nice butt. Got boots. But like, I just, if you can't string together anything that doesn't include my butt in the conversation, I'm done. And I guess the third would be just like hearing how they talk to either wait staff or other women in general. If they talk about like other people in more of a derogatory fashion and feel like, oh, my other female friend is like this and she's ugly and she's this or she's too bushy. It's like, I look at that because it's like, mm, yep, I don't know. It just, you're you know? so right. You're so right. Cause you just reminded me of one trigger for me is the way they talk <laughs> about their ex. No, seriously. Oh, like that is such a red flag. Unless say derogatory. Oh, she's crazy. She's crazy. Oh, my ex is this, and she's nuts, and blah 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 blah. Trust me, just know that's how he's gonna be talking about you the moment you step one foot out of line, right? Yep. And especially if they're comfortable disparaging women, I just see that as a small dick man move. You know what I mean? Like I don't like to use that because it's already emasculating. But you know what I mean? I just see that as a very Napoleon esque like you know what I mean just why rag on a woman I, I think it's classy when a man says you know what it didn't work out with her you know she she me and her just we, we have different ways or whatever or if there's one well, thing she did okay but when they generalize and say she was crazy she's a bitch she's a burr and they're just so free with all of that I just that's a big red flag for me well I was gonna say to piggyback off of that which is super important the way I at least view it is if you're going to talk about that your ex or somebody you are with, like, I, I hate hearing when guys are like, she was crazy, she was this. Oh, really? How long did you guys date? Four years. Then it's like, obviously, she wasn't that bad. Like, you. nobody's going to put <laughs> right? themselves through hell for four years, one year, however long. And then the other part of it is like, and where I've kind of learned, because like, I don't want to say I've trashed, I've, I, personally try not to trash any of my exes if they did something wrong I will say this is what they did wrong but I try not to disparage them or trash them because like at the end of the day I fucked them they like the deed is done I've already laid up with them been up with them posed in pictures and <laughs> tagged in Facebook posts or whatever so it's like if I look stupid in my opinion being like oh this guy was an idiot and he's this and he didn't know how to wash his ass and like like, I'm not gonna tell people that (laughs) my ex who I had sex with (laughs) doesn't know how to wash his behind like that doesn't serve that that hurts me more than that you chose him why (laughs) exactly exactly that's why I'm just like I I can't I can't do that that's just so true 
Okay, that's that, that's a lot to unpack and, and digest right now. <laughs> a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I, I never really thought about it that way. Like when you, if you talk bad about someone, you know, not that it makes you look bad about talking bad about the person, but it also makes you look bad in that you put up with a bad person to date with. Um, and, and I know like I, I was, I fucked up my first marriage. Like I was the asshole. I cheated on her a lot and her reaction, at least to me, what she said, I mean, er, of course, early on when we first got divorced, yeah, she was calling me everything and throwing me under the bus and, um, airing out our dirty, dirty laundry in front of our daughter. But, you know, I earned that. I deserve that, you know, whatever, however you want to define it. You're right. Right. And I wonder then what would that person say about you? If you have all this to say about them, like that one. I would like to have a tea with that girl then that that was so horrible yeah. because I wonder what her perspective was, you know? So it's always a double-sided sword in my opinion. But my ex-wife would say that, you know, I was a good husband overall. I just didn't keep it in my pants. And, you know, I, she and I, we would get into physical fights, into altercations because, you know, she was prior service. She was a uh, former military and you know, she'd come at me, you know, when she'd finally get fed up, you know, sometimes she'd either not talk to me or, you know, ignore me or just leave the house and be gone for a couple of days. But, you know, more often than not, you know, she'd come after me with like a frying pan or a knife. And all I would do was just kind of like subdue her, disarm her, and then just like lock myself in a room or, or go somewhere else just to not have to put up with it or deal with it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not, not something you want to do at home. You know, it's not, not the home life that you want to have. But at the same time, you know, I understand that it was my fault. I brought it upon myself and all that other stuff, um, you know, because it was my own dumbass belief that I'm married, so I should get laid every day. There's no reason why I shouldn't get laid. And, you know, I took that to heart or however you want to see it. And so, like I said, it's, it was my fault. I brought it upon myself. I caused her to be angry and mean and and all this other stuff towards me because I was a jerk. And so I own it and I accept it. At the same time, you know, she did some bad stuff, but there's no need for me to air out that dirty laundry, you know, because there's other things that she did that uh, essentially turned our daughter against me and I haven't spoken to her and, uh, you know, since we got divorced. Like, she just flat out refuses to talk to me and I get it, you know. She, I, ma I made her, I heard her mom and I made her, um, you know, angry at me. So... That's my fault and I regret it, but there's nothing really I can do about that now. But I had a quick question. So that date you were on, Hildiva, was it, do you think that guy was getting a coach or someone helping him out to, uh, no, okay. Okay, because I didn't want to like go into details, but I will now because I just want to make sure like nobody's listening to me because <laughs> I'm not home and <laughs> the hills have eyes up here. Okay. <laughs> but I think that, the, the, you know, I'm out of the cornfield, but so what happened was and honestly I, I felt shame because like I went on a date with a guy and like the date was at his house right so already that was a dumb idea right for, to start with but like I was in heat like a sis needed some so I was I went you know what I mean like and to be honest I, I was talking to him for a while and I won't lie I thought he was so I thought he was fucking hot, okay? From his photos. Let's just say expectation versus reality was like, it was, I'm telling you, I was pissed. Night and day. Okay? I was pissed. Okay, but hold on. My question to you is now, now that in retrospect, after you've had the experience, you, you decided super sus, you walked out, 
did you ever like look back at the conversations and be like here's all the red flags oh yes oh yes (laughs) definitely and that's the thing like sometimes when there are red flags or like I don't I don't like the way he said this you know like I thought there was a little bit of attitude here and he had made one little out-of-pocket comment and it wasn't even something sexual I had said something to him and he goes oh um he laughed and he's like oh you sound like a tranny and I was like what in the hell (laughs) yes I'm like, who the hell says that to a woman that, you know what I mean? But then he was laughing and like, I'm a comedian too. So I say a lot of out of pocket stuff. So I'm like, you shut up. And we just kind of laughed it off. Right. But then afterwards I'm thinking, yo, after that date though, I'm like, yo, what if this man really thought I was a trans woman and brought his friend so that, you know, to, to, you know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe they, they wanted to abuse a trans person. You never know. You know what I mean? That's like thinking back. Wild. Honestly. That is like, so I'm shook. So this is what I'm I shook. was thinking in hindsight. You know what I mean? When you talk yeah. about the red flags. Because at first, what seemed like just a little out-of-pocket, off-the-cuff comment, later on I'm thinking, like, is this why this person even you know what I mean? It was just kind of off. Mm-hmm. So it just also made me think to myself, like, imagine real trans people out there are dating and living their life and they talk about what they go through and their experiences and a lot of people don't even want them recognized as women a lot of people don't want them having rights and it's like I'm a real woman going out here and I don't want to say real woman sorry that can sound offensive but here I am going out here as a cis woman yeah yeah and being treated and dealt with a certain way imagine now you have another barrier of being a trans woman imagine what they're dealing with you know on a daily so anyway so there's always I just feel like there's always red flags you just have to um when something rubs you the wrong way the first time like sometimes just believe that little instinct because that little thing pissed me off and I could (laughs) have I could have just nipped it right there but the only thing that I did the only reason why I didn't nip it was because of the picture and the picture was not even now okay your your story is triggering another story and this is a story that I've never seen I've told you, I've definitely told you about it, but I promised myself, I'm like, oh, I would never put this on the show, but I, I'm going to put it on the show. Okay, girl. We're, yeah, we're burying it all today, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all aired out. It's all we'll, coming we'll put out. it all out. We'll share it. Um, so I went on a, essentially like, a, the expectation was a hookup date with, um, some guy, whatever. He was a, he was a, a thick daddy. He looked really cute, you know? he was he claimed to be six feet tall and you know i was like you know what you're so cute i'm gonna disregard the fact that you're just six feet tall because usually (laughs) i'm like i want a little bit more i'll I'll accept the fact that you're six feet tall so but something about the encounter was like giving me like sussy vibes so i didn't give him my actual address i met him at a different address that he thought was my address and where i lived um, showed up there, had him pick me up. We planned to go out to like a hotel or whatever and hook up. We are on the way there. He's trying to suggest to go to a motel. He's like, are you sure you don't want to go to a motel? And I'm like, do I look like I'm here to prostitutes? And like, and he was just like, and, and like, not to even disregard sex work because sex work is real work, but it's just like, does that look like what this is, right? right? And he's like, no. And I'm like, so we're going to a hotel. 
and he's just like oh, okay all right yeah that's fine da, 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 no problem and during this whole time he's trying to gas himself up tell me about how he newly bought a house driving me in his new car telling me um because he was telling me before he used to be a hockey player and i was like well what happened how come you're not in the league and you're here driving me to a hotel to have sex (laughs) (laughs) and so he was giving me his little backstory and all that stuff and i was like okay cool so we get there we get to the hotel we go to check in um his credit card's not working and he's like he but he's like here i have cash can you put it on your credit card and i give you the cash and i was just like i don't have a credit card you're gonna have to figure it out so he's like okay and he's calling the bank and he's going to the bank and depositing money and da, 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 da. all this back and forth girl this damn card still wasn't working so i talked to the front desk i'm like look y'all say you don't take debit cards but here's a debit card it has money take the room plus incidentals and just give me back incidentals he's like okay fine so i paid for the room and he's like oh okay i just put the money in the bank but i'll go pull it back out i'll give it to you fine i'm like all right fine cool we go we do our thing wasn't even that great was it very (laughs) and and like it's funny enough because because he'll even know this moment because like this was after I had started dating my current boyfriend. Because like you, Gayo, I was dating multiple people. So this was after I started like going out with him or whatever. And I was just like, oh, homeboy ruined all men for me. Because he's so tall. He's so tall. So, so like seeing six foot six and like six foot six and a half. And then going dropping back down to six foot made him look like a midget. He looks super <laughs> short. <laughs> he looks super short the you know the throw in the sheets was it was just not even that great um didn't come which was a whole waste of my time and so then i was just like look i have to get going we have to go blah 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 he's like okay i'll drop you i was like great so as we're driving back he's like oh you have um e-transfer right i'm like yeah which is like an electronic transfer service almost like paypal venmo whatever in Canada. So I'm like, yeah, I'll send you my email and you can, you can just e-transfer me. It's fine. Long story short, I never got the e-transfer. So I was out like a hundred plus dollars, bad dick, short ass man, mm-hmm. a waste never of makeup again. that you put on for your day. <laughs> never again. And then the funny thing about it was, I think like a few months later, he had the audacity to message me and be like, Hey girl, I'm in your area. Do you want to go hang out and grab coffee? I'm like, I will grab coffee with you when you transfer me back my money. And then he blocked me again. So that was it. Of course. (laughs) Insufficient. I'm just going to write it off now as on my expenses, on my business expenses, because (laughs) the whole waste. So earlier you had said that you didn't like being objectified and being touched, you know, early on in dates, but how do you feel like once you're in a relationship or once everything's going fine, is it okay for your boyfriend, fuck buddy, whatever you want to call him, is it okay for him to objectify you and, or subjugate you in the bedroom? Um, for myself in the bedroom is fine. In the bedroom is fine. That's where it belongs. Where you know, two people getting it on doing whatever. So yeah, I'm going to compliment, you know, your genitals, your build, your how your stroke game, 
everything how it feels how it smells how it tastes whatever like i'm that's fine that makes sense because of what we're doing so yes i expect you know to talk about my body my ass my ways whatever and that's part of the good time but like i don't know if we're just out at a mall or we're grocery shopping like i don't need you to talk about my ass in aisle three (laughs) exactly right and i agree with lola like when it comes to for me it's particularly just how well i know you you know if we're not even five minutes into the date you just got to the damn beach you know i haven't even took a lick of my ice cream and you're already talking about you want to eat it off of my butt or whatever like no i can't i I can't have that (laughs) you know what i mean i don't know you keep it classy keep it formal Hmm? what beach are you going to that there's ice cream on the beach I don't know if you're walking somewhere, you know, sometimes there's ice cream at the beach. There's ice cream trucks parked. Well, in Canada at the lake. Okay. (laughs) But, um, that I don't like, um, but in the bedroom to personally, like, let me just be quiet because the hills have eyes, ears, (laughs) but the hills have ears, the hills have ears, but like personally it is valid, (laughs) but I was going to say, in the bedroom like you better subjugate me in the bedroom that's how I feel personally like I want to be called names and all of that I want it to be spicy I want it to be you know I don't always want to know what to expect and I feel like in the bedroom that should be the only place where we can be animals where humans can just do anything and try anything and obviously within each other's respect levels comfort zones and whatnot but um I just yeah I I agree like not in aisle three um not if I don't know you like if you're gonna whisper in my ear and we're like and I know you like that and we we've slept together before and you want to say something nasty in my ear while I I'm reaching for the corn in aisle five okay but don't just just not don't put the business out there for everybody I don't like that I like between us two we both know what that means when you you know put your hand on your cheek or whatever it is and we have our own little innuendos going but um keep it classy other than that (laughs) okay I have a question um so my question is for again for both of you guys what is the one thing and you could keep it as pg r-rated whatever as you want what is the one thing i guess in the bedroom or in the boudoir (laughs) in the sex dungeon that you haven't done yet but you're like kind of want to try that um i guess Hildiva, can you go first because i i'm gonna have to think for a minute right oh my god i was gonna say you go first (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know because i I, i've done a lot you know, in the past 20 years, being in kink and, and BDSM, like, if I want to do it, I'm going to try it. And I, I mean, it's been a while since I've actually tried something I haven't done. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, I could say I haven't tried, like, bondage and, like, you know, tying up with ropes, chains, maybe, a, like, a horse whip. <laughs> I'm taking you out. We'll, we'll I really do, haven't. We'll do a, and we'll you do a shopping date. <laughs> that's only because like the men I've been with have not been adventurous in the bedroom. Like mm-hmm. they just like for them going down is like a gift. You know what I mean? So it's like I haven't oh, been. Why? Or like that's edgy for them, you know. <laughs> I love the rope. You stay ready. I love this. Oh, like no, where did that rope come from? <laughs> you, 
stay ready so you never have to get ready. You're killing me. This That's man has like fully double loop rope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping there's not somebody screaming in the background right now. <laughs> somebody tied up in the corner at Gaio's studio. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dead. But what about you, Lola? Oh girl, um, I mean, the only thing I guess I've tried a lot of things. <laughs> I've tried a lot of things. Um, at this point, there's maybe just like a couple positions that I haven't tried yet with my particular partner that I want to try. But thankfully, for the most part, like things that I've wanted to try or that I want to do, like I've done. So there aside from that, like my request is boring. Like girl, bondage stays going on up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of leather aguan. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'll take you shopping. No, okay. At a risk of TMI, TMI. <laughs> my bed. I have to actually undo it and pack it. But my bed has like this like cross. Um, cross mattress or cross bed uh, straps so that that sits on the mat that sits under the mattress so you can oh um, so you can tie arms and legs yeah uh-uh. yeah and it like cuffs <laughs> it like cuffs and ties it's velcro but it's like still it's cute that's you know, cute it's that's like, hilarious <laughs> but like girl you you could tie up a man be like hold on babe no just one second you know blindfold them Cuff the hands, cuff the legs before they even realize what's happening, girl. <laughs> That's hilarious. Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> Amazon delivered that right quick. Prime. Next one day service. Thanks, Bezos. That's so funny. Yeah, honestly, like, and I don't even have that many wild fantasies, really. Like, I feel like that, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the tying up it's not even that amazing you know what I mean it's not really that risque but right. the fact that I haven't even done that it already tells me how much like my I've been pretty tame throughout the years anyway I'm not, I haven't been obviously well, not um, too adventurous with many people so well I feel like I feel like at least in speaking in like the black girl realm mm-hmm. when it comes to bondage I feel like it's harder or it may be harder for black women because bondage has to do with like, you know, domination and, and, and submission and like an essence of control. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know about you, but it's very hard for me to relinquish control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, just even the thought of like the cuffs, like it's funny seeing, like thinking of a guy being cuffed up and you're doing things to him and whipping him and playing with him or whatever. But like yourself cuffed up, I'm sure is a whole different story. It's the so thought of cute. you having like cuffed up and so a guy can have essentially his way with you is like a little bit more scary. Yeah, it is. And especially if it's a Tinder date. Girl, goddamn, no, hell no. Like, oh, that ain't happening with no Tinder date. Hell that's no. Literally... I can't, like, I'd have to have serious trust with the person. So that's also a big thing into it, too. You have to establish it with the right, um, the right partner. So, and I don't think, yeah. I mean, I just haven't really had anybody that wanted really to do that stuff. And I wasn't into it er like early to be, you know, young and 16 or 17, 18, 19 experimenting. Oh girl, I wasn't doing that at 19. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying I I was not either. It's just so, 
I was way too innocent. Not, no, I wouldn't even say that. It was, I was innocent was a good thing, but I just wasn't thinking like that for sure back then. But today, I whoo, <laughs> what the 19 year olds are doing, they could teach me a thing or two. <laughs> I know that's right. So real quick, uh, earlier you'd mentioned something or corrected yourself when you said uh, real woman and you corrected yourself for, you know, trans woman. And I was just curious, you know, do you find yourself doing that or saying that a lot more often now, you know, trying to be more inclusive with the podcast and how you move forward and what you're saying, how you speak? Oh my gosh. In the beginning, I would not censor nothing. And Lola, I could tell, I could see Lola cringing sometimes like, oh, she means uh, <laughs> trying not to get us canceled. And, um, but now I do find that I, I correct myself more and not even from a place of, you know, let me correct myself, but just because I'm kind of understanding other issues more, like I'll be honest before the podcast, like a lot of these things I didn't really think about as often, you know, um, um, a lot of it, like even talking with Lola, for example, I learned a lot about trans rights, you know, and the trans experience, you know, um, I didn't have a lot of friends that, you know, have experienced that or were part of the community in general. So yeah. it's just been a nice journey to like really see that, okay, you know what, we're getting a little bit of, um, sorry, <laughs> I'm just saying like, we're getting a little bit of, um, what do you call it? Publicity. We're getting a little bit of momentum. And so it just kind of made me reflect more. And and to be honest, as social media evolves as well, you can see that people are becoming more sensitive to certain things. So you kind of, you don't want to alienate your audience. Yeah, that was the, that was the key thing I was going to, I was definitely going to say, because it's not even about censoring yourself about what you say, but it's just how you say it. Because like Hildiva said, you don't, you don't want to alienate your audience just based off of the premise of intersectionality because essentially like the essence of our show is just essentially to explain that like black women are not a monolith we are not one in the same like both Hildeva and I are black women we're both dark-skinned women we both had much different personalities different thought processes different virtues different values based off of certain things some things we get along some things we don't but that alone should show like you know black women aren't one in the same and we assume that our audience also isn't one in the same so it's just like we're assuming that when we do talk to people not everybody is going to be a black woman some people might be a black man some might be a white man might be a white woman it might be um a trans native american non-binary person like we don't know who it is but the fact that they can relate to us, we don't want to put somebody in a position to then all of a sudden feel super unrelatable because we could have said something with maybe a bit more care or a bit more thought. That doesn't mean that we don't think what we think. It's just expressing it. I don't know. I don't know. Almost like being an adult, just communicating responsibly. <laughs> right. That makes right. sense. Essentially. Oh, it totally does. But my issue for me personally is that, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, someone will take offense to something you said, and it's not even intended as something offensive. Like, I, I could say, uh, you know, I, I like Mexican food. And there will be someone, whether it particularly like on Reddit or, or social media, but someone will come back and say, oh, what's wrong with, you know, 
this type of food? What's wrong with that type of food? Oh, I guess you don't like uh, Italian food or what's wrong with you? What's wrong with American or what's wrong with barbecue or whatever, you know? So that's a frustrating thing about having to deal with um, social media and having to try to be all inclusive. Like, look, I try my best or not even my, my best and I don't even really try. It's just kind of a habit where if I say something to the effect of, you know, all women or women this or females that or males that, then I try to backtrack or try to correct myself. Okay, in my experience or most females or most males or some of the females I know, males that I know, this, that, or the other. And, but I would rather plow through an area or a comment or a phrase or whatever I say and worry right. about who gets buried by whatever I say or who gets run over um, at a different time and let those that will appreciate the path that I cleared, so to speak, for them to, yeah. um, you know, appreciate the point that I'm trying to get across versus being antagonistic against one little thing, phrase, word, sentence, um, scintilla of whatever I said. So, you know, again, the, the point is to just say what you got to say and deal with the fraction or small percentage of people that are going to be against you at a later time because you know that they're that one or two people that are going to be mad at you for whatever you say isn't worth being stressed over and being sad or anxiety or whatever you feel about other people's opinions because at the end of the day they don't pay your bills they don't uh contribute to your household in any way shape or form so why worry about people that aren't paying for your bills. I agree. Um, usually I find myself, at least I find myself more than than Hildiva does, talking about um, using the term fucking white people. <laughs> like I'll be like, just just when we're talking about certain things, sometimes race will be brought in and I'll be like, these fucking white people, fucking white guys are whatever. And I, before it even comes out of my mouth, I'm instantly aware of like, we have white listeners. So like, before I say it, I usually kind of throw out a, just the smallest disclaimer and be like, I don't mean every white person when I say fucking white people. And the only reason why I do constantly just kind of even put out those, those, those three words or those little disclaimers is because like, we have listeners in Norway. I doubt that they're black. <laughs> like so you never know I don't, <laughs> the black community you like never right know. i could i could be wrong <laughs> but um i i doubt it mm -hmm. so exactly. it's those moments where i'm just like okay when i say this i don't mean you guys and i feel like that's an important term sometimes like i don't know i feel like when you address the listener or address the the listening body as like general and just kind of just talk break that fourth wall and talk to them and be like i don't mean this to you guys but when fucking white people do this i get so annoyed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like it kind of softens the blow negates the cancellation mm -hmm. because there's context just kind of sprinkled a little bit in the conversation mm -hmm. and that's um i agree with that like i when it comes to um, the fact or the idea of semantics, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like when we're constantly worried about um, offending somebody, it feels like we're in an endless loop of trying to explain ourselves to the point where we're not, we don't even know what we're talking about anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are scared of when we're constantly, you know, making up new words and trying to accommodate everybody. We're always trying to like correct ourselves and we're overcorrecting ourselves to the point where, you know, we don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't, right. you know, right. so like, for me personally though like I don't I do find that I correct myself a lot more now but sometimes I just will be direct and say what I have to say and and I will put this disclaimer and I've said it before on our show like if I say you know those people are racist if I'll say if you as a white person is offended by what I just said then it was for you if you're not offended it wasn't for you but if you're offended look down and and figure out why you were offended by what I just said because half the time it's me just saying how black or like speaking on the black experience or my experience or something I went through you know what I mean so a lot of times um the people that are getting upset you have to think why are you getting upset you can't always expect everyone to you know recant and recant 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 their statements because it's like we're always going to rustle someone's feathers you know what I mean no no statements are ever you know completely blanket and good for everybody right so right you know pretty much I feel like it's about sometimes being aware on one hand but on the other at the other hand you still have to be authentic to yourself as well I agree I think that's just super it's super important to just speak just speak period and like no matter, just understand, no matter, like, there's always going to be somebody that's going to have something to say. And like you touched on, if the shoe fits, then wear it. If what I said bothered you and ruffled your feathers, then it was meant for you. Right. And then bring that Take smoke. That's one thing we always yeah, say. Yeah. If you Take disagree with us, with bring that smoke. You know where we are. At this black girl podcast Instagram East Side, okay, no, no East Side on our name, but you know North what I mean. Side. Come and catch us inside yeah. in our DMs. So, so, you know, yeah. So I don't know. I would just say be unapologetic. Um, obviously, if you don't mean a certain thing, if you want to throw like a, a generic trigger warning or whatever, like how you mentioned it in your trailer for your show, throw that. Like I know an episode we did a while ago. Um, I actually put a trigger warning because there was a lot of talk about like abuse and self-harm. So I just wanted to be more, um, just a little more thoughtful than normal. Because normally we don't. Like we'll put the spicy hot takes out and whatever and we'll post them. But that one I was just like, I felt a little sussy about it. So I actually put a trigger warning. But most times, honestly, just speak. If somebody really has something to say, it's like, okay, and Oh yeah, that episode uh, about something daddy. Yeah, you know, and, and that makes sense. Like, if it's something that's controversial, that the topic could be a trigger warning or, or something offensive to someone, then yeah, give the trigger warning beforehand. But for the most part, you know, I don't worry about um, my listeners' feelings, so to speak. I what I, what I have to say, and I guess because of niche I'm in, most expect or not expect something ex- uh, offensive, but they. Um, know that I am outside of the norm. I'm outside of normal social mores or that I'm atypical or however you want to define it, that I'm not going to be your everyday cup of tea type of conversation. Right. I I have a question. Sorry. I don't know if you have 
more more for us in your script or in your plans but oh no i usually just have the the title of the episode one or two questions and then just figure out as i go i like it you think on your feet that's good <laughs> so i was gonna ask because you said that you watch a woman for a year okay before you you know jump in dive in and you know pick apart the meat like a vulture you watch your meat okay you watch it die you watch it crash and burn or whatever it's gotta do or you watch it slow roast the way you like right before you dive in that reminded me of the show you have you seen the show you (laughs) the guy watches like can you relate to that at all not obviously i don't think you're standing out someone's window like i wonder what she's doing but the the things that they made that character think i was like do men really think like this like or do any men think like this yeah so yeah i've seen the show and i actually just finished watching the most recent season a couple of days ago um and i don't work or think that way in a sense like i mean i can be predacious so to speak where i you know if i go to a a grocery store trader joe actually i'm I'm slay at like trader joe's target um and thrift stores too and when i go there um you know i'm I'm going to shop i'm not going there to pick up women but i do pay attention i look for uh what i call green lights and what i'm looking for is okay is she there by herself is she there with the with the boyfriend is she there with friends um does she have a ring on uh does she look like she's just on a mission like she's just going down her grocery list to shop and she already has it organized by aisle so she knows what she's going to get or is she just kind of taking her time like oh well, let me get this let me get that so i'll approach and then just say hey you know do you know any recipes for x y or z or you know either i'm trying to be funny or i'm just trying to ask for help and usually that um isn't seen or perceived as you know oh getting hit on i'm just asking for random help and if i get any other green lights that she's open or finds me funny or you know want, wants to have more of a conversation then I'll, I'll keep going if not i'll just ignore it and like excuse myself and just keep going um but like last year during uh covid uh there was that um whipped coffee drink like with instant coffee and sugar <laughs> and milk and you just like whip it together i don't drink coffee but i drink tea so tea and coffee is using the same aisle went to go get a, a tea that i like and since I'm tall, this uh, female asked me to help her grab something from the top shelf. I grabbed it for her. She asked for uh, if it was instant coffee. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, because my grandmother used to drink instant coffee. So I know what the crystals look like. And I asked her, oh, hey, are you going to make that frothy coffee drink? And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, are you, are, do you know how to make it this and the other? And I told her, yeah, I made it for my friends or my roommates. And I explained that, like, I can make chile rellenos and that they're basically like stuffed bell peppers with uh, uh, egg white meringue just you know fried or battered in it so you know that ended up being a date and so i do look at females in that sense where i'm uh gauging or um measuring or figuring out x y and z and how everything's gonna work killing it is that what you're trying to say (laughs) i mean you know it's it's not that hard for me because (laughs) i i guess i know what i'm doing i spent time paying attention to body language when i was a bartender so i realized what's going to work and what's not going to work. So there's a lot of that like predator prey kind of mindset going on in my mind, but I make sure that it doesn't come off as creepy. You know, it seems sociable, it seems natural, it seems easy versus, you know, trying to manipulate a scene or something to happen the way I want it to. I was going to say I was surprised though like the grocery store though cuz like I know. For me, 
I'm just shopping. I'm not looking to talk to nobody. If I feel like if somebody's asking me, like, oh, do you know where the Frito Lays are? I'm like, I don't work here. Right? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's just myself for being like a little stush, but like, I just, I don't know. Girl, that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly, it's funny because I had the same impression. Although, um, that's so funny because I, when I go to the grocery store, all I'm thinking of is grabbing my groceries, getting the hell I'm on out of there and hoping the lineup is not long. <laughs> well, and, and that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I'm surprised that there's so much, um, I don't even want to call it, I don't want to call it prey predatory kind of mindset, but like, there's so much analysis mm-hmm. that's going on while I'm shopping that like, are, you're watching me okay that's one thing but you're watching to see if I'm wearing a ring you're watching to see if I'm with somebody you're watching like like all of that an- analysis when I'm just like where are the chips ahoy <laughs> right like, I'm just honestly I, like, why isn't the bread that I like where wild, I last week <laughs> beyond me like I could I don't know like I feel like I could see that approach like maybe in like a library um maybe at the mall um, definitely at a, like a bar or a club or whatever you're at a club, whatever. But like, that's where I kind of expect those types of approaches and that behavior to happen. But like at the grocery store, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. But yeah, to be clear, you know, this is coming from a guy that is a recovering sex addict. So I'm always, I was okay, always looking right for it. I was always, you know, going for getting it in like that. That's my goal. I'm going to get it in every day. You know, a week is a dry spell. Yeah. So. Um, and, and also, you know, like you said, you know, your, your mind isn't there. You're not thinking about it. So your guard isn't up. So that's why me approaching and being friendly, you know, kind of catches someone off of guard. They're like, uh, what, what's going on? You might think, oh, am I a candid camera? But at the same time, you know, your mind isn't automatically assuming that I'm there to have sex. You're thinking, oh, hey, this is like a rom-com type of interaction, whatever, you know, that's usually the uh not expectation but kind of the angle i'm going for to where it seems like something natural it seems like it's just happening in a, happening out of the blue and it's something oh we can tell our kids about this you know later of course i'm not gonna have any more kids okay. but anyways um so again you know i'm i'm atypical i'm not the same as most other guys so i can't speak for most other males as to how they're going to interact and do this or um how they imagine or see things. And in a sense, I guess I kind of have to be somewhat psychotic to relate to or think like Joe or is in yeah, Joe in you. Yeah. So it's not like I'm there to do anything malicious other than to have sex. And who doesn't like to have great sex? Okay. Well, okay. I want to ask one last question. If you do approach a woman or a female and you try to strike up a conversation, um, you think maybe she might, there might be a chance of her being interested in you and you kind of move for that next step and she politely declines or she says, you know, sorry, I'm not interested or oh, whatever the standard excuse that women give. I have boyfriend, whatever, whatever, whatever. Do you accept the rejection? Yes or no? Because a lot of guys I've noticed sometimes, at least on our end, really push to be like oh well why not or you can't have friends or come on and just still are very persistent so i wanted to ask if do you accept the rejection yes or no 
Oh yeah, you know, without question, I don't sit there and argue about it. Now, if she just says, "Oh no, you know, I have a boyfriend, whatever," okay, yeah, yeah I'll accept it. And if, she, but if she has an attitude and like, "Bitch, please, I'm gay. What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't want you. Ew, you know." <laughs> okay, but it. why? But passive aggression. Hey, hold on. Why, why, panties, why okay? make a facade though? I feel like that's low key gaslighting because if you're like. <laughs> Oh no, I'm gay. I just wanted to ask you a question, girl. Mm-hmm. And then she become you guys become best friends. And then one day somebody drinks a little too much rose and your pants are down, then you're gonna be like, like I, I just, thought you were gay. <laughs> right? All of a sudden I thought you were gay. You asked, beauty. <laughs> right? I mean I am an ass man, so if she's got an onion, then I'll try to get it in. <laughs> I said I'm on the spectrum. I didn't say where. <laughs> Now, I've been an ass man since the 90s, so I don't I don't get the whole, you know, big booties or mainstream because back when I was in middle school, girls were essentially boys with long hair. So the only thing you could look at was their ass. And if they didn't have one, well, then they weren't interesting to me. And of course, yeah, there were some girls that were developed, you know, back then. But <laughs> but it's true. Like what I mean is that it's just become a mainstream thing. And literally, it's kind of sad, but it means that white people now have caught on to this and like it now. You know what I mean? Just like before, you know, it was just boobs, 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 boobs. Now, you know, J-Lo had a butt. All of a sudden, they like that. Remember, everyone liked to dance before, but now Miley Cyrus twerked. And now everybody wants to twerk now. You know, now everyone, you know what I mean? So it's these things that kind of get adopted into the mainstream. And so that's what I mean when I say all of a sudden now butts are in you know what i mean because yeah man like i had an asian guy tell me i had a nice booty i was shocked i was shocked and not to say and i hate how that sounds kind of that could be racially offensive but i had never been even looked at with desire you know by an asian man and so I was so shocked that not only what, did I go on a date with a man, you know, I'm like, okay, let me, you know, whatever. I love it. It's 2020, you know, whatever. And when the man objectified me, my ass, just like a black man would have, I was like, what the goddamn, like they're everywhere. It's like, it's not, it's not restricted to black men no more. Like he was just like, yeah, you got the nice booty. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, what? It's the last thing I was expecting. I was just, I was shocked. That's how I knew it was mainstream. I'm like, I'm like, even... I can't even say anything because I'm going to sound so racist. I'm just going to stop. But everybody's into it. Just put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's into it. Okay. So with my podcast at the end of each episode, I have my guests answer uh, one last question. So they get to pick it. So do you want to pick from set A or set B? And these are cards that I'm holding in my hand for the listeners that aren't watching this. Um, You know, so one hand, I have three cards and I have Mm. the other three. So do you want from set A or from set B? And you know, one of you can pick the set, and then the other one can pick the number. Um, set A. Okay, so set A. I have three cards. So, uh, one, two, or three. Which one of these do you want? Three. Ooh, body count. Mm, here's my problem. That's hilarious. I don't keep track. <laughs> I I don't. Keep track. And it's funny. We're the same. We're twins because I literally <laughs> released myself of that I don't years that. ago. I said I refuse to count anymore just because for me personally, I was actually valuing myself based on how many men I had slept with. And I remember for like five consecutive years, I kept a hand count 
of how many like randomly i would it wasn't an everyday thing like how many guys today yeah. uh, you know but it was like relatively low i had bo- i had like maybe a couple of boyfriends in my life but i would say okay i've had three boyfriends two one night stands oh my gosh i'm on five or and I just realized, no, hell no, girl. Like once I came into my power, especially this year, goddamn, I don't even want to know this year alone what the count is. <laughs> so I don't know, sir. I would say if I had to throw a guesstimation of a number, I guess like, like probably like somewhere more than 30, less than 50. Damn, sis. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm just thinking, cause, well, cause like. I have no. Girl, mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying I'm in my, I'm in my 30s. Right. right so it's right. like it's not like we're like young exactly we're not straight out of high school right and there was you know there like you said like the whole there's those there's those whole phases where mm-hmm. you're having multiple one night stands and stuff and then you have moments where you have like a boyfriend and steady and you're just with one person so like that's what i'm saying like i don't keep i don't keep track i don't exactly. keep track. I don't keep and like count. for me same thing being especially with for me, starting out as a serial monogamer, as mm-hmm. I call it, I just was in long-term relationships for a long time. Like, I was with the father of my kids for nine years, and then, you know, I had a boyfriend after that for a few years. And then you might have a couple of rebounds in between. So it's like, yeah. for a long time, I only had a low amount of partners because I was constantly in a long-term relationship. So it was only this year. That's why I'm telling you guys, I don't know what the pandemic did, but this year, mm, the, the cat came back and, and the freaks <laughs> came out and all of that. And I'm telling you, it, to be honest, it was a great year, but I purposely did not count because I just feel like as women, we have to value ourselves for who we are and accept that yeah. numbers do not define us, especially since they don't define men. Like, I don't know one man who knows how many women he's been with. And I refuse to count in some guys try to act like they've slept with like hundreds of, of women and stuff, which I think is bullshit most of the time. True. But like me personally, I'm pretty sure it's definitely more than two dozen. Um, I definitely don't think it was more than 50, somewhere between 25 and 50, some, somewhere in there. I would be surprised though, if it was like, Oh, it's only 27. Like I'd actually be surprised. If it was <laughs> I would share with you guys now, uh, my body count number, but I actually have an episode uh, coming out on my podcast, oh, which yeah. yes are my favorite, uh, about specifically my body count right. and how I had to come up with the math and everything for it. And that's coming out on the 15th. So by the time this episode airs on your podcast, uh, mine will have already aired as well. So your listeners can jump back and find out what my number is. Okay, it's coming out next week. Um, well, I guess, it, it, honestly, even if I include like, like oral and things like that it probably would be within that same that same um range yeah the same range in terms of like people individual people um the amount of times of like having sex intercourse of any type whatever like i don't even know that that's a whole different number yeah i was only counting sex sexual encounters um yeah but like for me sometimes like I forgot, like, even when I was trying to remember this summer, I realized some of the guys I thought I had slept with, I was like, oh, yeah, we didn't sleep together because you wouldn't believe, but there is an epidemic out here where these men cannot get it up in a condom, okay? And I am not about, yes, I'll, I might be dumb to, like, even show up to a date to, 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 to 
to enjoy myself and leave but I protect myself so that's shocking to me that like some people I, I had to walk out that is actually a deal breaker for me Lola there you brought it out I refuse to have unprotected sex with anybody and if and if a man even is willing to do it I will not sleep with him because it shows me that you're reckless with other people you know what I mean so especially like we just met we haven't you know got to know each other and decide okay let's check things out and let's you know make sure we're clean blah 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 whatever so that is one thing for we'll have to talk more about that yeah we got to bring that up on another episode we'll do it for another show